0: our headcount, we should be receiving back something close to a million dollars. And this is a tax refund, essentially. So this isn't a forgivable loan. This isn't a loan that we have to pay back over 20 years at a loan interest rate. It is just a one-time check that they cut you. And so we're really hopeful that this will work out. And I think it will, based on everything that we've heard from. And if it does work out, then the company that helped us do this, that helped process the paperwork, they charge a 15% success fee is what they call it. But if I have to pay you 15% in exchange to receive $850,000, sure, man, that sounds like a good deal to me. Grow your cleaning business. Make more money. Have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your host, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Profit Cleaners, the only place where you can learn from the top 1% of cleaning business owners from around the world. To take it to the next level and win, I'm your host, Brandon Shane, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host. He's actually in the other room right over here.
0: Yeah, Brandon Condry. I can see the side of Shane's head over here. It's because if we were in the same room, the recording echo was pretty bad, so we separated ourselves a little bit, so hopefully you guys can hear this a little bit better.
1: Yeah, we're recording a podcast in separate rooms in the same room, but we're still getting it done for you guys, and yeah, today, guys, we are joining you, and thank you for joining us. We have a really awesome episode where I think you guys are going to get a ton of value out of. This is something that we recently stumbled across, and it's basically free money. I don't think anybody would turn that down. But if you are running a business, you could always use extra money. So we're going to tell you guys today about the ERC, which is the employee tax credit, right Brandon?
0: Employee retention credit. It's actually the employee retention tax credit, but people refer to it as the ERC. The ERC. Yeah. And so we recently
1: came across this. We can tell them the whole story, but basically there's no way this is going to apply to us. And I think a lot of you guys might be in the same boat where you're just like, this isn't going to apply to our business. However, we did find kind of a gray area loophole. So we're going to share that with you guys today on the podcast and just tell you the whole story. Potentially, if it goes through for us, we're going to get a lot of money. I don't know how much money, a million dollars, Brandon, but it's a lot of money. It's some serious cash and it could change your business. So I think this will be a super valuable episode. Let's dive into it and
0: tell people the scoop. Okay. I'd like to preface this entire episode by saying that Brandon and I are not accountants. This is not legal advice or financial advice. We're just two guys who own a cleaning company. The pandemic was a rough ride and this was something that the feds came up with to help people. So what we're talking about is the employee retention credit. There's two versions of it. Both apply to you, but there's a 2020 version and a 2021. So the 2020 version goes from March 13th through the end of the year. So a little bit of Q1, and then Q2, 3 and 4 And then the 2021 version is the first three quarters. So Q1, Q2, and Q3. Now, I can't remember which laws were which. One of them was the CARES one, and then the other one was Build Back Better. Anyway, it was the stimulus packages that the feds passed. So the employer retention credit goes like this. For employees that you kept on payroll over those periods, you, if you qualify, can get money back in the form of a refundable tax credit where the IRS just cuts you a check based on your head count. And so in 2020 it's up to $5,000 per employee. And in 2021 it's up to $28,000 per employee. So for us, we are approaching 50 employees. So this could be huge for us now. Here's why we didn't look at this when it first came out in 2020, our accountant ran the numbers for us and said we didn't qualify. So we said, okay, we don't qualify. Well, then our financial advisor said, you should look at that again. Essentially every company qualifies. And I really pressed him on that. Like, what do you mean? Every company qualifies. Here's the two qualifications. I'm getting ahead of myself. The two ways that you can qualify. If you had a 50% drop in gross receipts over any of these quarters compared to the quarter of the same year before. And I may be screwing this up. You really do need to talk to a financial professional about this. Don't listen to me on the nitty gritty details. So if you had a 50% drop in gross receipts, you qualify, congratulations. Or if you were forced to shut down either partially or fully because of a government order, you qualify. Now, we didn't have either of those things happen. We were an essential business. We were able to stay open the entire pandemic, and good news, bad news, we grew during the pandemic. None of our quarters over the course of the pandemic were lower than any other quarter compared to it. However, the bottom line suffered because you guys went through the pandemic, we went through the pandemic, everything was expensive. So gloves, quintupled, shoe booties, these were things that we used before the pandemic, and then all of a sudden, everybody was using them, and so the cost went through the roof. We also did things that were above and beyond. We did temperature screenings and pulse-ox screenings, and we did COVID tests. We did rapid COVID tests that we could get done the same day to make sure that we could keep our employees safe and healthy, and if they weren't positive, that we could keep going.
1: Yeah, and I would just argue, like in general, we kind of changed, not the whole business model, but we definitely changed things within the business that we never had to do before.
0: Yeah, we started doing, you know, estimates online instead of in person, and that, was really good for us in the end, but that wasn't a change that we were ready to make. A lot of our customers liked that we came out to their house and obviously things changed. So it's been good for us over the large room, but like, yeah, the whole business model had to change. We were wearing masks. We were sanitizing things aggressively before and after every house, which eats into time and causes us to spend more money on labor. So the gray area that we're in, I've heard it referred to as a couple things. And so I've heard it recalled the supply chain route And essentially, you could argue that even though you didn't close because of a government shutdown, if one of your vendors did, then you can argue that you qualify for the credit because your vendors closed. That's one way to do it. But the company we ended up going with essentially is just like, tell us how you were impacted by the government order. That's the question they wanted to know. Well, we were impacted by all the ways that we just told you. Gloves got more expensive. Testing. People getting out because of... Government suggested, not necessarily mandated, but the government mandated quarantine time. So like you got exposed to someone, you have to go home for 14 days. We have to pay you. We have to pay you sick time for that. So like, yeah, we got impacted left, right, center, lots of ways. But because of the two ways that you qualify for it, 50% drop in gross receipts and being closed down, then we didn't qualify in the face of it. So because our financial advisor told us that you guys should be looking into this, We did. We looked into it. We talked to our accountant who said, no way we don't want to do it. And that's because they're not comfortable with this gray area. (laughs) So they just said, we're not going to go that way. Like if you qualified on the front, we're happy to do it, but otherwise don't, it's not going to work. So we talked to other people that had gotten it and then Brandon posted in one of his business owner groups about it. And we got put in touch with this company that we're using. And the way that they work is they get all the documentation from you. They tell you, this is how much you qualify for. You pay a non-refundable application fee. That's 500 bucks. And then they submit your paperwork. It takes four to six months to get the credit back. We literally just submitted it yesterday. So I don't know if this is going to work or not, but here's the exciting part. By our math and our head count, we should be receiving back something close to a million dollars. And this is a tax refund, essentially. So this isn't a forgivable loan. This isn't a loan that we have to pay back over 20 years at a loan interest rate. It is just a one-time check that they cut you. And so, we're really hopeful that this will work out. And I think it will based on everything that we've heard from. And if it does work out, then the company that helped us do this, that helped process the paperwork, they charge a 15% success fee is what they call it. But if I have to pay you 15% in exchange to receive $850,000, sure, man, that sounds like a good deal to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I just
1: want to point out, like before we actually got to this guy that we're working with now to submit this paperwork, I guess there's a lot of, I don't know, the other CPA or accountant you talked to originally with Brent, which is our financial advisor, he was just like a little, I don't know, shady. Like So it is hard to find like a good company to do this with, right, Brandon?
0: Yeah. This is a black hole when you go to Google <laughs> this. So yeah. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos that were confusing and contradicting themselves in the same video. And then one video would say one thing and a different video would say another thing. If you go the route where you need to justify the vendors, you have to show that 10% of your business was affected by the closure of a vendor or the lack of supplies. And so it was just very difficult to get a clear answer on it. And then instead of just doing the research ourselves, like, look, let's just find someone to do this. This is crazy. So we reached out to some contacts. We got in touch with this company, which we're going to give you guys some info on later and. I had a conversation with him, told him my concerns. He was like, like 95% of companies that go through the process are getting approved, whether or not they were closed or had the drop in revenue. So that's worth taking the $500 chance for me on the application fee. So hypothetically under these weird cloudy areas that everybody in any given state should be able to qualify. And I think you have a much higher chance if you were in a state that had a government order, there was a state home order, businesses had to reduce capacity. Whether or not you were impacted, as long as other businesses had capacity, there seems to be a case to argue that you could qualify for this employee retention credit. And I don't think there's any harm in applying for it and them saying no. Like, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. So, yeah, we're going to take the chance on it. I mean, that's life-altering money. Like, if we receive that money, that's going to pay off all the investor outstanding balances we have that's going to get the company essentially completely out of debt and then there'll be enough funds left over to fund expansion into multiple cities and so i mean i think that's ultimately like what the government's going for here is like this is supposed to stimulate the economy and i want to stimulate the economy by opening more locations and hiring more employees and creating more jobs I suppose you could make an argument for the shady business owners out there that this is a way for them to get a big fat bonus and pocket the money. Yep. That's going to happen. Someone could take this million dollars and buy a Lamborghini and say, I'm super happy with it, but that's not how we roll. And that's not, I don't want to roll up to the company in a new Lamborghini one day and have the employees all complaining that we don't have enough brooms or something. You know what I mean? So like, that's just not how we're going to do it. We're hyper-focused on the growth.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this would hugely impactful, obviously, how is this different though from like the other, we had like another tax credit that we shared with people earlier on. It's the EIDL, but how is it different? And what is that one compared to this one?
0: Yeah. So that one wasn't a tax credit. That was a loan. So the EIDL is an economic injury disaster loan. That's what EIDL stands for. EIDLs have been around forever. Now, the way that EIDLs have traditionally worked is a tornado hits your town, a flood hits your town. Let's so let's go with Kentucky. Right now, Kentucky is having these crazy flash floods and- people are missing and dying. And that's very sad for the people of Kentucky. But for the business owners that were impacted, the governor of that state is going to declare a state of emergency for XYZ County that had that. And when they do that, one of the things that opens up when you declare a state of emergency is you get access to federal resources. One of the federal resources that you get access to is the disaster loan program, which is administered by the SBA. And so you apply for a disaster loan. They essentially give you the money with this 20-year repayment timeline at a very low interest rate, the government's not trying to make money off of you. The government is trying to make sure that your business gets back up on its feet and so that you can also contribute to the local economy. That is historically how disaster loans have worked. CEOs
1: think differently. As a small business owner, you have to stop thinking like one. We're launching the Profit Cleaners Book Club to help transform the mindsets of cleaning business owners everywhere. Together, we'll read some of the most important business and mindset books so that you can become the leader your business needs. Learn more about the Profit Cleaners Book Club today by going to ProfitCleaners.com slash book club. That's ProfitCleaners.com slash book club.
0: During the pandemic, Every state declared an emergency, and so every state had access to disaster loans. And so then they started doing a separate sort of EIDL just for COVID, and so there were advances for COVID, and there were monies that you could get. And so we did get a small disaster loan. I think we took a 40 k disaster loan, and then we tried to do the increase when that became available, when they passed the second stimulus bill, and... The SBA was hosed on paperwork and we didn't get it. So we have a very small disaster loan outstanding balance with a teeny tiny payment that I don't hasn't even started. I don't think it starts until October of 23. but many of you probably took disaster loans so that was one of the things that was available to you and you have to pay it back. And the nice thing for businesses is that because the payment is so low, it won't impact cash flow that much. It's just that it's going to take it's like a mortgage like you have a $40,000 mortgage on your business essentially. Uh, Now, the other one, which I think was much more common for people to take, was the PPP. And that stood for the Paycheck Protection Program. And that was a formula that you ran. And so in our case, it was $124,000, something like that. We used 100% of it to pay for payroll. All we did was dump all of it into our payroll account and just used it until it was gone. That was also a big help to us. We were able to use the incoming money, our earnings... Instead of using them on payroll, we were able to do things like expand. We hired more people. We were able to pay for testing and things like that. So the PPP also helped us out quite a bit. That one was forgivable. You had to jump through some hoops and file some paperwork. Like once you paid it out and show them that it went to payroll and not to buying a Ferrari, which some people did and got arrested for. There was a lot of fraud associated with the PPP. But... That did work for us, so we got that one forgiven. There was a second round of PPP, which some people were able to take. We didn't qualify for the second round, again, because we didn't have the drop in gross receipts. But this is just another tool in the wacky COVID stimulus world that we live in. And so we wanted to let you guys know that if you consider the ERC before and were just told no because you didn't qualify on the face of it on those two things, there might still be a way. And so you can work the math for you, but... $5,000 $5,000 per employee over 2020 and $28,000 per employee over 2021 is huge especially if you're growing and on the bigger side. So why did
1: it go from 5,000 to 28,000 per employee for 21? That's interesting. So
0: the credit on the first bill which I think was the CARES Act, they put that in there, it was small and then the pandemic evolves over time, the impact was greater than we thought. Well, let's Expand it so they made it bigger for 2021 and by a lot. I mean, this is like a five fold increase compared to 2020, but that's good. So, like, I mean, all of this was to encourage people to keep paying your employees instead of like shutting down. And so, I mean, this is great. Like, I think there's a lot of companies that apply for this, and like, I've been talking to other business owner friends and I haven't met a person that didn't get it. Like, the ones that applied for it received it. So This is just like you applying for your tax return after filing your personal taxes. This is a tax return. It is a credit that you will get back, a refund. And they essentially do that by mailing you a check. The company we talked to did say that sometimes they may end up mailing you multiple checks. Like you may get a check for every quarter that you applied for. So you could end up with like seven checks instead of one big one. But either way, the amount is the same in the end. Now, part of the paperwork that we're filing is like, they do need to amend your tax return. So like your 2020 business tax return gets amended and maybe your 2019 even gets amended. No, it's over 2020. So your 2020 and your 2021 may get amended. Your PPP figures into it. And again, this was the stuff that makes my head spin because Googling it gave me six different ways to fill out the paperwork. And as I'm not a professional, I don't want to touch it. So we just found someone that was not shady, had a track record. They've done this for upwards of 500 companies with a 95% success rate. I will take those odds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's huge, man. So like, how does this, I'm trying to think, because the other one we're waiting for is the disaster loan. You like escalated that one all the way to the governor's office or a senator. Our
0: disaster loan just got stuck in paperwork limbo. The SBA needed to get a copy of our tax transcript from the IRS. We submitted the paperwork for that. I don't know. A dozen times, two dozen times. But in the end, the IRS was so backed up because of stuff like this, it just withered and died. And the EIDL funds ran out in the middle of May of 2022. So like May 13th. And so over the course of nothing happening on that, I wrote to our senator, like one of our senators and said like, look, we're getting hosed here. Like, can you help us? And so did get us some answers, but unfortunately it came too late. Like the funds had already run out. So we thought the disaster loan increase was dead in the water. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of the contacts at our senator's office reached out and said, hey, we're really sorry how that went. There were a couple of businesses that really got screwed on that, and you were one of them. And so what they said that they were going to do is they were going to try, no guarantees. They were going to lobby on our behalf and a couple other businesses to get that disaster loan into place. And I think where the funds were coming from was essentially the feds clawing back Money that wasn't being used. So some people did get the big disaster loan increase and then returned it because they just didn't, they didn't want to pay it. They didn't want to have it on their balance sheet. They didn't need it. So they gave the money back. And then also the feds were aggressively going after fraud. So if you were one of the people that made up a company out of the blue to get your disaster loan and then like skip town, you were arrested and, you know, you you know, prosecuted under uh, criminal fraud charges. And so then they got that money back. They sold your Ferrari for you. And then they took that money back to the treasury. And so what I understand from the contact at our senator's office is that those funds would then be redistributed on this weird basis, depending on who needed it. I don't have a lot of hope for that. I have reached out to that contact six times since giving them what they asked for. They asked for like a narrative, like, tell us what happened. Here's what happened. We submitted the 4506-T transcript form 20 times to the SBA. Never heard back. And so I keep... Following up with him, like, hey man, I'd like to know. But senators have other stuff to do. So the one that was dealing with us before, they were super busy because of the wildfires that were happening in New Mexico. They had people on the ground helping steer federal stuff towards those the firefighting that was happening in New Mexico. We had a record breaking fire season, and so they were they've got other things to fry, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so I continue to call and leave voicemails and write emails. And hopefully that, if they both came out, we'd end up with nearly $1.5 million, I think, to work with. And then we could do some really interesting things with that level of funding.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is totally incredible, man. So I think that's really cool. Like on the disaster loan side, like if people are doing just like what you're doing, if they miss that funding, but they reach out to a senator or somebody in the, at the government level, I mean, there's still a possibility that they could, like you said, claw that some of that money back and have some of those resources available. So. That's really encouraging. If you miss some of those funds, do what Brandon's doing here and just reach out, and you can maybe still get some of those funds. And then on the other side of it, like we were telling you guys, we thought we totally missed the boat because we didn't close down and we didn't have a major drop in revenue. But apparently, there is a gray area on that, on the ERC, Employee uh, Retention Tax Credit. And that's really cool, too. So these are like, yeah, they're just resources you guys can reach out see if it's available to you. I think the uh, ERC uh, tax credits probably a lot more likely that people are going to be able to get access to that one at this point in time, right Brandon?
0: Yeah, I would consider the disaster loan kind of dead in the water. If you weren't already on their radar before the funds went dry, I don't know if it's worth your time to chase it up now, but sure man, like I mean, this is the benefit you get of listening to the Profit Cleaners podcast versus any other cleaning podcast is that we actually own this business. So we're on the ride with you right now. So as soon as we learn about these things, we pass that knowledge on to you. So if one of you or multiple of you are able to get a six figure, seven figure tax credit back, like think about what you could do with those funds. And is it worth a shot for you to do it? I would say that's a no brainer to give it a shot, depending on even if you had one employee, if you're a sole proprietor, you still kept yourself on the payroll. So congratulations, you get, $5,000 in 2020 for yourself and 28000 So even if you had one employee, you could be looking at something like $33,000 in a refund, which you could use to... If someone handed me a $33,000 check today, I would buy another car for teams, get it painted and graphicked up and outfitted with tools and stuff. And then whatever money was left over, I would use on marketing for customers and employees. And then I would be able to fill that team with customers and fill that team with employees. And then... In our case, every team that's on the road is essentially pulling in two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, something like that. Is what they're averaging per team. So, you give me thirty three thousand dollars, I can hypothetically turn that into two hundred and forty thousand dollars in gross revenue. I gotta pay people for it, like labor is a big expense of ours, but that's still growth. That's growth. That's huge, yeah. And so you're saying,
1: as long as we kept those employees on payroll, like how long does that credit apply? Like twenty twenty one is five thousand per head, but it's like. What if they quit at the end of the year? Does it still
0: count? So it's not actually calculated on any given individual employee. It's on your head count. So one of the documents that you're going to have to provide is called a 941. And so we use a payroll provider. They prepare our 941s for us. So all they had to do is copy it over. But even if you aren't doing that, your accountant's making a 941. It's just part of your business tax return. So on there is just a number like we had this many employees and we paid out this many wages, so they're going to use that count. So even if someone worked for a day and quit, and then we replaced him with someone else, they still got logged as an employee over that nine four one. Using a day as a metaphor, is a terrible example, if they worked over the quarter, they have to be there on the quarter, then that makes them eligible for the credit. As long as they were employed over any given quarter. So like you could have one person work a quarter, quit and hire another person the very next quarter your headcount stayed the same through the year. So it's just based off of headcount and that's what they calculate the credit off of. So if you stayed open between March of 2020 and the end of 2021 and you had people on payroll, it's $33,000 per employee over that time frame, essentially. And there's other math that I don't really understand. So like for 2021, it's 70% of qualified employee wages paid in the calendar year And they max out at $10,000 per calendar quarter. So in the end, you get $28,000. This is from a QuickBooks blog, which we will put in the show notes. The Smarter of you, if you are more into finance than I am, you can read this and kind of do what you want. But what I know is that this sounded appealing enough to us and opens a lot of doors if we're able to get the funding. So we just sought out someone who is doing this. And the company we're working with is putting 500 companies through this process and they're having good success. So that means that they seem to have dialed in the paperwork side of things. So rather than chance it on me trying to fill out this paperwork, I'm going to leave this to a pro and hopefully that pro delivers us seven figures on the other side. Yeah.
1: So like the original, you know, uh, people we were talking to, we couldn't really get any straight answers. It seemed a little shady, but like when you talked to them, Brandon, they were like, you described we're a service company, like the type of business
0: we are. And they were like, yeah, sounds like we could do it. Right. That's it. I said, we didn't close. We didn't have a drop in quarters. Our bottom line was hammered. We took a big loss, but we kept everybody on. Nobody was laid off. We took a PPP. You always want to be very upfront with financial people. It's like being upfront with your doctor. Like they need to know all the details to be able to give you the best advice. So I told him everything. I was like, I don't think we qualify for this. He's like, you totally qualify for this. So now he's a sales guy. So he's of course going to tell me that, but they have kicked it over to their internal accounting team. Who's going to go through the math. And this process, the way it works is we give them all the documentation they asked for, which is pretty extensive. It's a lot of stuff you got to provide, but it's worth it. And then they're going to do the math up front and they're going to come back and tell us in a week or two, like, Hey, we think you qualify for this amount, a million bucks on the credit. Great. So then they charge you a $500 processing fee to file the stuff with the IRS. And then when it actually comes out four to six months later and you receive the money, then they invoice you for their 15%. And so their 15% on a million bucks is going to be $150,000. So they make a huge chunk of change off of us, which is fine because I was banging my head against the desk trying to figure this out myself. And I consider myself a relatively smart person. So it was a struggle. And again, like because of this gray area, this is also an area that's kind of ripe for abuse. And so you will find shady companies that have set up. You'll find websites like erccredittoday.com, whatever it is. Like there's all these funny, like fly by night businesses that have set up and they'll follow the paperwork for you too. I would be really wary of someone who's asking for a 15% fee up front. Like, yeah, we got you a million bucks. Pay us $150,000. Like, great, I'll wait for it when it gets here. And if they want it up front, that's a huge red flag for me. These guys are like, this is the equivalent of a lawyer working on contingency. The lawyer is not going to get paid unless you win your case. And so like these guys aren't going to get paid unless we get our money. So the one thing we are out is the $500 fee, but I'll take that bet. Yeah. But you did say there was
1: companies that we came across that would give us like an advance on it, right? Like up front.
0: So someone else has told me that. So like instead of them charging 15%, there may be companies that would charge like 25, but they'll front you the money because they're so confident that it's going to come through once the paperwork said it was going to come through that they'll give you the money up front. Now, ours hasn't offered that to us. This was a friend of mine saying that she had run into funding companies. In my mind, I wouldn't want to pay an extra 10% to get the money now unless we were desperate. Like, if we were desperately trying to stay in business, which we're well above water, we're in the black, everything's cool. But if your situation is different and you need those funds like next week, yeah, there are companies that will do that to you. You really need to do some due diligence on that and make sure that whatever you sign is they're paying you. You don't have to pay it back. They should be the ones taking the risk on the credit coming through. And if the credit doesn't come through for some reason, that amount should convert to some kind of easily repayable loan, not like a payday loan with 300% interest or something ridiculous like that. You really need to be careful. This could be an area where you really get yourself into some trouble. But yeah, I mean, I think for what the potential payoff is, the risk for us to apply for it is very minimal. And I think that... All of you should be looking at it too. I mean, we're all here talking about cleaning businesses. So the odds are that you also never closed during the pandemic. And that in fact, you grew during the pandemic because there was so much focus on sanitation and disinfection. And that's what we advised all of you to change the marketing to was change it to you're part of the solution. We're here to help keep your family safe by disinfecting all your doorknobs and light switches and all that stuff. So if you stayed open and you had employees and you grew and you thought you didn't get it, there may be a chance and we want you guys to succeed. So please give it a shot. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This game changing money right there that even though you might have not thought it was available to you, like Brandon and I said, we looked into it and it looks like, you know, we're going to report back to you guys and let you know how it goes. But even if you just changed some part of your business process, like all of us did based on the guys we're talking to that are doing this, they're like, yeah, you guys definitely should qualify. And like some people say all businesses should qualify which I don't know if that's true, but 95% of the ones they're working with, the guys we're working with are getting through, which I think is pretty encouraging. And yeah, so I guess what we can do is we'll see if we can talk to the team that we're working with and put together like a link for you guys or like a form you can fill out if you want to work directly with them. That's one way we can make it available to you guys. And we were talking to our CFO as well. And he was really excited about this because he's got a lot of business clients as well that he's like, Well, if this works out for you guys, I mean, this could help a lot of people, right? But that's what we're all about at the Profit Cleaners, guys. Like Brandon said, we want to help you guys out as much as possible. So that's really the benefit is we're running the business alongside you guys. And when stuff like this comes up, we want to share it with you guys because there's a lot of value in this kind of knowledge. But yeah, like Brandon said, do your due diligence, like do your research. Like we're not accountants or CPAs or tax professionals or anything like that. But there's a lot of people that are going to tell you otherwise, or maybe even issues with. So definitely do your due diligence and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So look, here's what we'll do. Check the show notes. You guys, we'll put a link to that blog that kind of describes it a little bit. I will say at the bottom, it says, what's the deadline. The deadline is December 31st, 2021. That's also not the case. Essentially what you're going to do is file an amended tax return and you can do that. Like in perpetuity, I think, but again, I'm not a CPA, but yeah, we will put some kind of link where if you're interested in working with the company that we're working with, we'll collect some info. We haven't talked to them about that. So we're kind of putting this, we're putting ourselves out there, but we can get your info. If you want to do it, give us your name and email and a form. And then if you guys are game, we'll pass the info onto them and they'll reach out, tell you what you need to give them. And then they'll go from there. Yeah.
1: So if we don't have the little link or the form on the show notes page, just reach out to us at hello at profitcleaners.com. Like we always say, guys, if you ever have questions or concerns or things you want to talk about, or maybe you want us to do a show about, yeah, just reach out, hello at dot com, And I think that's pretty much it. I mean, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of this episode. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add Brandon, but I think if you guys are listening to this, you might've just had a huge aha moment and been like, man, that could really help my business right now. So hopefully that's what this episode has done and give you guys a little light bulb.
0: Yeah. I hope we're able to record another one in 16 to 24 weeks where we tell you that, holy shit, it came through and it's this much. So keep an eye out for that episode sometime in the future. Yeah, Keep an eye out for that guys. (laughs) If you're getting value out of the show,
1: please like subscribe, share it out. And there's tons of business owners that could benefit from this guy. So share the show out, send your friend a link and help us grow this movement guys so more and more business owners and cleaning business owners can grow. And we can all win together, guys. And thank you guys for joining us for the show today. Until next time. Keep it clean. Keep it clean.
0: Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.